This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everyone. It's your favorite podcast host here, Joe Redman, just letting you know that the TalkSport Fan Network is now proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18+. plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Football on the Sports Social Podcast Network is brought to you by BetVictor in-play betting. Watch the action, predict the action, and make your best bet with the latest odds on over 1,000 daily events. 18 plus, BeGambleAware.org. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that you can stay close to your team even if you don't live in their town. Like, maybe you're a Raven who married a Seahawk who got a job in the land of the Falcons. With NFL Sunday Ticket, you can watch your team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games no matter where you live because you shouldn't have to change teams even if you change towns. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. We're going to build a train so big it can't be stopped. From the executive producers of Power. We got enemies eyeing us, cops clocking us. Comes the new season of Power Book 4, Force. Tommy Egan is the linchpin to bring down all of these gangs. Egan's too dangerous to be left alive. Power Book 4, Force. Game over. Premieres Friday, September 1st, only on Stars and the Stars app. morning good afternoon good evening whatever time of day it is that you're listening or watching or watching this latest episode of turpcast podcast with me joe redmond and my good friend who you can hear interrupting me and ruffling around on his chair simon townley how you doing mate all right i'm all right thanks i don't actually want that to be my sort of segment i'm actually doing it to mimic you so it only works when you but say it at the same time it has become your segment now Right. Don't, right, fair enough. Well, we'll have to put his heads together, as you yeah. <laughs> put it off air just then, and come up with a new segment for you. Um, and and yeah, we'll do that then. Um, I do, mate. Anyway, all right. Good, thank you very much. Yeah, all good. It's uh, nice to do it in daylight today. We've had time in the day to do it, so that's nice. Yeah, well, you do normally have a bit of a whinge at me, don't you? Saying like, oh, can we do it in day? Because it's hard work setting your ring lights up, and then it's a lot of bouncing off TV behind me. 
Um, yeah, but we're doing it early today um, simply because I want to get it out early. So we're now recording it on Wednesday. I only want to put it out till Thursday morning. But the lucky ones of you will be listening to this potentially on Wednesday afternoon because I'm going to do it now with Simon. I'm going to get it edited straight away, stick it out on all the podcast apps, simply because Burnley are playing tomorrow at six. Um, so it'd be daft to put a podcast out on the on the match day that is dead within 18 hours of being released. So at least this way, I might get 24 hours of relevant um, listening um, before it before it dies. Having said that, we're going to spend a large chunk of this podcast talking about the Arsenal game rather in yeah. rather than previewing. The Villa game, because um, that's just the way we do it here at Turfcast Podcast. So, um, tell Burnley you what, if, before before I do this, sorry to interrupt your weird microphone snog. Um, we are, of course, sponsored by Pitch Sports. And it, as you can see, it is on the bottom of your screen now. Um, it is available to download on the App Store and the Google Play Store. But if you do have an Android and you want, and you're thinking, oh, I'll download it now. Wait, something new's coming out. Um in fact, no, that's wrong. Download it if you've got if if you've got it. Um, I can't remember because they they're doing something different. They're doing something new. I don't want to go into too much detail because I don't actually know yet. They've just told me that something's going to happen, but they're going to give me the nod to push it when it's ready to be pushed. However, I know that if you are on Android, they want you to delete the app and re-download it because Android. I, they, they say, this is what they said to me. They said, you don't have to do that if you're on Apple. If you're on Apple, it'll just refresh. Brand, Sorry, new, brand new app. Brand new app. Um, but on Android, no. It, apparently, it won't do that. You have to delete it and re-download it for whatever reason. But this is not a technology podcast, but me and Simon are our Apple crew, um, as I'm sure a lot of you are. Uh, the sensible ones um, are. Uh, no, I'm joking to those of you. I'm joking to those of you on Android. I don't want to lose, I don't want to lose three followers. Um, right. <laughs> Man, it's probably still buffering anyway. <laughs> get it, <'cause> it's, not, <laughs> get it's it. probably still buffering anyway. Um, right, anyway, um, T's and C's done. Everyone download Pitchport, do it now. Let's talk about the Arsenal game. Um, yeah, Burnley, sorry, Arsenal nil, Burnley one. Go. Um, another famous, I mean, we're only, what, 30s? But another famous victory we've got to see in our lifetime. Um, I think it's the first time since, I can't remember the exact year, but 74 roughly, that we've won away at the Emirates or Arsenal even. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, what what an absolute sort of moment. Again, it was a shame the fans weren't there to see it. But a, such a Burnley performance, irrelevant. I mean, it, it, I hate when Sky Sports do this, but uh, and TV and media, they start going into how shit Arsenal were. But they were well shit. They were uh, terrible. Um, they were terrible. And and let's be fair, it still could have gone out of the way. Nick Pope made three or four unbelievable vital saves. We missed a header in the first five minutes, which I'm sure you'll go into in a minute. But absolute scenes and limbs would have been everywhere at the Emirates should they have been allowed. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the performances then uh, before we get on to the negatives. And there is too many negatives, obviously, but uh, obviously we try and be balanced, so we will discuss them. Um, you've mentioned Nick Pope already, so that's a perfect place to start. Um, he had an absolute stormer again, didn't he? Again, again is the key word there, my friend. When is Mr Southgate going to say, do you know what? Tab's time. Well, that's him. Tab's time, Pickford. Pick off. What's uh, that? Tab's time, Pickford. Tab's time, come on. Off your pop. Uh, no, I, th- I think... Um, 
I think he's just making a massive statement. And then I refer back to what I said before. It, Southgate said no one's really putting any serious pressure on Pickford. Um, and since that moment, bar the City game, and I'll probably say that fucking for the next 25 podcasts, bar the City game, he's been incredible, mate. Uh, obviously, he didn't even play the fucking City game, but there you go. Um, bar that performance where he wasn't even playing, he's done incredible. <laughs> he's done really, really well. Uh, I'm, I'm buzzing. I'm, it's good to see another English sort of prodigy that we're creating. Um, that with why it is good to see sort of them coming through and, and making an actual statement on the Premier League scene. Yeah, um, I was I was going to correct you. I'm waiting to see if you got it right. I promise. I was I, just I, kind I, of going into results through my head and then thought, no, yeah. I didn't play at all. Um, but obviously, he had a bit of a stinker against Newcastle. Um, but yeah. since then, he has yeah. been absolutely superb. He's put it all behind him, and um, it were. A difficult man of the match, Paul, I think, this week. It'd be difficult for me to even choose four. Never Paul, mind, it's difficult Paul. for... Paul, Paul, Paul. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I'm, I'm, from Burnley, so I'm from Burnley, so I'm elongating my vowels, mate. That's how it works. It's difficult. a Paul. <laughs> I thought you were saying it was a difficult one, Paul. Oh, all right, he's Paul. So it were a difficult man of the match vote. It were difficult yeah, for me be. to choose four. Um, yeah. Never mind, difficult uh, for those of you on Twitter who do follow us on Twitter to actually vote for your favourite. Um, but Paul didn't win it. Um, we'll get into who won it shortly. Another player who didn't win it, but who was fantastic, James Tarkovsky. Yeah. Um, took that uh, in. Lawton were sort of stand out at the back for me, other than obviously Port. Uh, they both played fantastically well. It's good to see it. You know, we're, he's had his criticism lately as Tarkovsky. Um, and it's not good to see because we do know that he's the best defender we've got. And there's no, there's no, Doubt about it for me, but in my opinion, yeah, in my opinion, for me, there's no doubt about it. But um, people will argue the Ben May, but for me, that's how typified what he's about, you know what I mean? It was solid. Um, apart from that flat back four, which drove me mad on the watch along, I mentioned it a few times. That flat back four, the way City play, the way Arsenal tried to play, as soon as they get to that byline, they cut it back, yeah, and it's just like, right, we've got to defend the shot. But other than that, mate, it was solid, absolutely solid. Nothing we're getting through, no past them. There were no one-on-one situations. We won aerial battles. Um, there was just that one threat, really. We, we nullified them. Yeah, perfect way of putting it. Um, they had absolutely zero... Uh, I say zero threat. We've already said that Pope made quite a few saves, but we reduced them to to a handful of, uh, of good efforts when you would think that a team like Arsenal at home would have a bit more than a handful and certainly have enough to score anyway. Um, so, yeah, the entire defence as well. You mentioned Matty Lawton uh, as well, if you want to go into him a little bit deeper, because um, I, I know me me as well, but me and you both, uh, we're having, sometimes feel like we're having to stick up, stick up for Matty because uh, he does seem to get a lot of stick. And he has had some performances where I do sometimes think that, yeah, he's not playing well enough. Um, but, you know, I think there's certain people that sort of like, who need to not eat the words, but sort of like say, yeah, fair enough, now he is yeah. playing well, but it, that doesn't seem to be happening just yet. He's still not getting the plaudits that I think he deserves. Some people are seeing it. Some people are saying, yeah, he has played well recently, he's, but he's been playing really, really well. Um, I say recently, the last two games, but you know, that's all you can go off. The last two games have, you know, have, been, have been two difficult games uh, in Everton and Arsenal. So, uh, so yeah, Matt is playing really, really well at the minute. Yeah, his fitness is coming back. You can see the difference. And do you know what the yeah. noticeable difference is for me is that venturing forward, he seems to be allowed a little bit more freedom in this part of his sort of playing, this five or six games that he's played. He seems to be more of a wing back on the attacking role, which uh, is where he's standout anyway. But then his defensive side, 
the Arsenal game last year, mate, where we absolutely bossed it. It was the best performance, most people will say, in a Burnley shirt. Um, then last week's were incredible. He was so good. He was 10 out of 10 again defensively and attacking. And then he just continued it this week. So it's good to see. And we've got back uh, up, mate. We've got back up in Barsley, Peters. It's, it's starting to make a shape again. Yeah, I think, I think I've always said it, but I think the first 11 and the couple of backups, I'm so confident that that team is capable of staying up. It's when yeah. you have three, four, five injuries like we did, um, that sort of thing can really affect us. Uh, and it's coming up to Christmas a bit now, so that might, we might see that again uh, in January because obviously we have a big flurry of fixtures now, so there might be some knocks, there might be some injuries, there might be some hamstrings. Uh, fingers crossed, obviously, there isn't. Um, I want to move on to uh, the midfield massive. Uh, another another quality performance from Wester. Uh, we'll start with Wester. I thought Wester were brilliant. Yeah. I, I, I felt that the two people I felt most harsh with, the harshest, not including him in the man of the match votes on Twitter. If you want to get involved in the vote, just follow us on Twitter and we do it every single week if you know it's worth it. Um, was Wester number one and Lawton number two, but Lawton, sorry, sorry, Robbie Lawton. Um, so I felt really harsh not including Wester in that man of the match vote. But Brownell were just incredible, absolutely incredible. When, but but they were both really good. When Burnley win, it's never an individual thing. We all just click. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, so it's very difficult to man, uh, man of the match a team performance anyway. But uh, Brownell probably deserved it to be a to be frank. I mean, it's hard to put another three next to him, like you said, individuals. But I think to be honest with you, he he, he was the best player on the pitch. Um, it was just t- Burnley fans are quite simple fans in respect to what we want. We just want to see something. I know you're to wear that correctly. <laughs> um, we, we just want to see. It's, it's obvious, like the Dean Marnie sort of example I like to use a lot. It, it basically, it might not be the best technical midfielder we've got, but most people would have picked him over people like Stephen DeFore because they want to see someone who's hard at challenging, someone who drives the ball forward. Um, as well as being a, just a generic midfielder, we actually want to see someone throwing the body on the line. Um, and Joy Barton, Dean Marnie, have we got it now with Brownhill? Because he, he threw his body in front of a couple of shots on the, the Arsenal game. Yeah, there are a few ones where Lacazette had have, have the ball and he'd be in behind the midfield and coming up towards the defence, obviously in that no-man's land between the, the defence and the midfield. And Brownhill, every single time, would just, just get back and tackle him or... Or just muscle him off the ball. It was it was brilliant, and I do think I do think you're right. I think uh, obviously the, the the Marnie example and the Barton example, but they're they're they're, they're like you say the two sort of like midfielders that are you know they're going to ruffle a few feathers, like you say, not the most technically gifted, especially in Marnie's um, case. But then they do tend to work perfectly with players like going back to your example, Stephen Defoe, like a perfect midfield for me is yeah. like a creative midfielder and one that's going to you know bust a few noses if he needs to. I think we've got that now in Westie and Brownhill. I think Brownhill's the one that will will happily just get stuck in and, and throw his body on the line and and get himself hurt if he needs to and then just get the ball to Westie and Westie can sort of like get the ball out wide or get it to the front too. So so yeah, I think you made a good point there. Well, just reading now that, you know, he's 24 years old and we constantly look at Dwight McNeil as the next sort of England thing because he's a teenager. But when you look at the sort of, performances that he's putting in. Unfortunately, I don't think he'll get in because the midfield is absolutely sort of clustered at the minute with the midfielders that we've got at England. We've got quite a few. But he's um, he's doing the best performance that would warrant somebody looking at him, especially for sort of like the next level. 
Yeah, I, I think I think again, the problem is with that. It's a similar sort of position, is it? It's, it's the midfield. So um, you're going to need people like Grealish to either be massively off form or have a have a long term injury, or yeah, just be a and yeah, exactly. There's, there's, I'll just, there's, there's, or, or, or just be a dickhead and get and do some drink driving and get kicked out of the squad. You could do that if you wanted to. Um, but I think, yeah, I see what you mean. It's it's, it's a shame for for Brownhill that there's so many good English yeah. midfielders. But um, he's, I do want to continue talking about Brownhill because he did win the Turfcast podcast, the prestigious Turfcast podcast Man of the Match Award this week. And shout out to Josh if you're listening. I know he's not. But but he liked the tweet this week when I put out tagging him in it saying well done you're the man of the match he liked it so it means enough for him to like it and that that'll do me um, so he knows he's had a good performance he knows the fans are appreciative of that performance um, because like I say he has liked the tweet but um, but yeah I, I, he's only going to get better as well because like you say he's twenty four twenty four years yeah look I didn't realize I was just looking then on his uh, thing just to see how old he were but he's um, he's from Warrington isn't he? he's at Northwest. Lad like myself, um, so yeah, he's uh, he's hopefully got him for a while. He's not one of them players that sort of like you think, for example, you know, Nick Port. We, we were saying he's not from this area, you know, would you be tempted? Sean Dash, another example, even though he's not a player, would he be tempted by clubs that are closer to where he's from? Uh, so hopefully, we can keep holding him for a long time. There, fingers crossed. Um, who else played really well? I thought, you know what, I, I, I feel sorry for Charlie Taylor because. He's just Mr. Consistent every single week. So on a game like Arsenal, when he does put in a you know a standard professional performance like he does every single week, nobody mentions him because everyone just expects it from his now uh, from him now. But again, he's another one that were, that were good. Um, Dwight, the thing I'm missing from Charlie is the same I'm missing from Dwight. You know, is the assists um, and and the build up from midfield. I'm not seeing as many whips. From the old Charlie Taylor, as we used to see. Yeah, um, maybe there's something uh, like you say on the left hand side, but I do. I was just going to mention Dwight, and I do think yeah. it was it was better against Arsenal. He got on the ball more. It's it's one of them, but I think because 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 of his uh, his season where he burst onto the scene, not last season, the season before, he was just getting the ball. He was running at defenses and he was whipping balls in, like you say, he was getting assists. He was getting goals. Um, whereas now he's, he's not getting the assists and the goals uh, as much, but I think the performance was better from him against Arsenal. He was he was on the ball a lot more. He was creating um, play a lot more. Like he, he was creating moves that started off, maybe not getting the assists and stuff, but he but he was but he was doing the, the first pass and things like that. So um, I think I think the sounds are slowly there that Dwight's getting better, um, but it, um, it's one of them. I do, I do think I do think he's a victim of his own success, to be honest, at the minute. Yeah, it, it's very difficult, like you said, but it's also the opposite when it's hard when Burnley winning to pick a man of the match, but yeah. it's equally hard to sort of be impressive when the team's not working because you, we haven't necessarily got them individual stars and we, we rely so much on Dwight McNeil to create something when we are down that if you are a decent scout these days, you just say, right, well, hound him because if you do that and we're not playing well, that's it, it's game over almost. That's what it feels like anyway at the minute. So he is coming back, but it is probably no coincidence that the team performances are getting better and then he's coming back, if, in my opinion. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Uh, just before we move on to the fan reaction, because we had a few sent in this week, um, including a, an unusual one uh, from someone that goes by the name of Anti Football. Uh, if you haven't already watched... You said you weren't going to let your Anti Football come on, mate. <laughs> I'm surprised you let her come on. <laughs> anti Sue. Um, yeah. But... Um, 
Yeah, what were I going to say then? Yeah, but uh, I do want to talk about the front two. Now, the tone of voice changes here um, because they were probably the only only people, that the, the, the front two that started, that didn't come out of the game uh, with any real credit. Jay, he didn't do much, but he didn't do anything wrong, really. But um, you, Jay, you, I like Jay when he drops deep into the field and gets on the ball. Maybe he didn't need to do it this week because Westin Brown were playing really, really well, so he had to play a different style of game. Who knows? Uh, but Chris Wood, obviously, me and you are massive fans of Chris Wood, uh, you especially. Um, I, I, I often feel like I'm, I'm talking to brick walls when I'm trying to defend Chris Wood and uh, and stuff because people just don't get it. I feel um, they're always saying, "Ah, oh, he might score 14 goals," but you get Vidrit team and he'll score 20. No, he won't, mate. He just, he just won't. Um, but he scored 14 goals for the last three seasons. That in itself is a brilliant record. But is but now he's he's having a bad season. I think I think it's fair to say now he's probably having an, having a having a bad start to the season. Should I say he had a bad start to the season last season? Let's remember and still scored fourteen goals. But I think this time it's gone on a little bit longer than it did last season. And this time he tends to be missing a few sitters, uh, which is not like him. When he gets a chance, nine times out of ten he absolutely buries it. Um, but for some reason at the minute. Is not doing. Um, what do you think it is? I mean, I, I, I personally think it's a, a bit of a confidence thing because he started the season badly, so now it's got into the state where he's snatching at chances, probably, whereas he would have just just instinctly put them into the back of the net last time. I think the one against Arsenal, I think it comes off his shoulder, doesn't it? It doesn't even connect to it, so maybe he's thinking about it too much. I'm not sure. What do you think? Maybe. I mean, he did come. I can't say that I agree with it because, you know, I'm sure he'll tell me differently, but. Uh... They were complaining of someone either not telling him Dwight, not telling him something, or Dwight shouting that he had it. Something, some sort of sign to say that anyway. Um, that aside, listen, every single striker in, in every single club has these moments, either in a season, a whole season. Um, look at Aubameyang, for example, how much money they spend on him a week and he hasn't scored at the Emirates, right? They're still standing by him because they probably know he's the best striker. Um we have, we're fortunate for the first time in a long time. In fact, I can't think of a time where we've had four strikers that we are all we are arguing are all capable of being in that first set. I can't think of a time. None of them are 10 out of 10 strikers. Let's get it, let's get that straight. But they're all at that like six or seven level. You know what I mean? For a Premier League team, we're probably we're missing that star striker. Don't, don't get me wrong. But we're always going to be impatient when you've got so much option. If we yeah. had no options, we would be saying, "Oh yeah, he's great, you know, he's missing, but it'll come." But we're unfortunate for him. We haven't, we have options. So people are starting to say, "Right, well, I want to try another option." I ain't scored in four games, or whatever the stats are. Um, so he's, what I'm trying to say is, it's a blessing that we've got this option. But I still think that if you took two strikers off the bench that we're arguing should be in, maybe Barnes and uh, Vidra, you know, people on their side as well, you, you wouldn't even be contemplating replacing them at the minute. I don't think. I think you're just waiting for that goal to come because you know once that snowball effect starts, you should see two or three goals further than that afterwards. Yeah, well, that's exactly what happened with him last season, weren't it? He had a, he had a bad start. Um, thankfully for us at the time, Ashley Barnes had a had a barnstorming start and he was scoring every single game in the first few and games. Look what they've been saying about him this season. It's just yeah, exactly. And, and then exactly, um, but it, so Chris Woods bad start didn't get as much press and as much negativity from the fans because somebody else was doing it for him whereas now nobody at all is doing it nobody's scoring these goals um, even when exactly. we get the game win at Arsenal they've got to score the goal for us um, it is a worry I'm not going to lie it is a worry we need to start 
burying these chances. We need to start creating a few more as well. Because, yes, Chris Wood is missing probably one sitter a game now, to be fair, which he should be putting away. And Chris Wood uh, would say that himself. Uh, so he's only really you know got himself to blame for that. But... I do think we need to be creating more chances, but then when we get the chances, we do need to put them away. But like you say, it's a snowball effect. For, for me, he gets that goal again, and he starts playing like he did um, to, towards the, the end of last season. He scored it at Emirates. You, you'd have him odds on to get a goal against Villa. You really, really would. Because we're playing better, the performances are coming better, and he's getting these chances, and, and we say it time and time again, when the chances aren't there, then they panic. Yeah. Uh, well, that, that's what me and Simon think of the uh, famous Arsenal win. A very important win at the Emirates. The first time since sometime in the 1970s. We can't remember it off the top of my head because we don't write things down on Turfcast Podcast. Um, but obviously, every single week, we do have the fan reaction where I get you guys uh, to give me your thoughts of the uh, the previous game. Uh, and In this case, it's the Arsenal win. So let's see what the Burnley fans had to think about that famous win at the Emirates Stadium. Very good result. Ridiculously good performance by Brownhill. Um, I think tactically we set them up for a trap and that was very smart by Daesh. Uh, you could tell that we was pressing them because we knew that they were going to play uh, out from the back, which makes you wonder why we don't do that whenever, because it seems to be the modern thing in football now that you've got to play from the back. And if you're not playing from the back, then... Apparently, your anti-football makes no sense to me, but fair enough. Um, so you could see that that was a perfect trap that we'd set up for them. You know, first half, I think we we did that well, but we just couldn't get the transition in the final third right. Boggery do knows how Wood is still getting a game because you could see when Vidra came on. Um, even Barnes, to a degree, and I've I've got things against Barnes because I just think he just goes down way too easily. It, it doesn't have fucking head in. Um, but when Vidra comes on, it makes a difference. He's running in that channel. He's he's doing much better than than Wood does. And I just I, I still don't understand why Vidra doesn't get a chance. But I'm not the manager. He, you know, Daesh might see something I don't. Um, but yeah, Wood has to bury that. Uh, second half, obviously they 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 kicked on, and the the sending off really played into our hands. Very silly silly thing, but you know, um, I think you know it's it's justice, justice. We may not deserve the three points, but justice. What a result, eh? Um, wasn't expecting that. Um, six pointer against a relegation rival. I'm happy with that. Uh, that was more like what you expect from Burnley. Um, well structured, well organised, well defending. Um, just as a side note, I can't believe how poor Arsenal are now, but it's not about them anyway. I just wish the pubs were open because that's a that's a, a result to go out and celebrate. That keep giving us these moments, these boys. Don't it? it was United last year, Arsenal this year. We keep getting these milestones. Anyway, it's so good to be on a positive one. Um, Sorry I couldn't be involved in the watch along. Um, I was working at the time of the match, so I watched it on the side, but we'll keep that between us. Um, I think Ben Mee coming back has massively improved this team. And I said earlier on, I think, you know, if the strongest team is is available, the strongest 11, we're, we are a good Premier League team. And um, they are now, and the results have picked up and performances have picked up. Um, 
and also Wessie's brew photos are appearing again. They weren't there earlier in the season and now they're back and I think it's no coincidence that when Wessie has a brew, Burnley play well. Um, but that was more like what you expect. Um, but I think it shows how undervalued Ben Mee is that he's come back and all the little mistakes and the, and the panicky defending and the confusion at the back have all sort of gone that were there earlier in the season. Everyone just looks more composed from Nick Pope right up front. Everyone just seems more assured of themselves and more confident. And I think it's his leadership that comes in and does that. Um, he's so undervalued. It's, I think everyone's starting to appreciate just how much he brings to this team now. Um, but yeah, we defended well. I thought we were well-structured. Um, didn't have much of the ball. Um, but away from away from home at Arsenal, um, you don't really expect to, I suppose. Um, very few shots and creative creativity. So the only alarming thing there, I suppose, is the creative thing um, that's been holding us back this season, the lack of creativity and seems to have started again but if you don't have the ball you can't create chances um, but I think that'll come um, for me it's definitely got to be Wood and J-Rod up front now that's it um, I think the club's moved on from Barnes a little bit as, as much as we love him I think Jay and, and Wood just give us that bit more pace and di direct play up front which is what we need um, but yeah everyone just seems reassured Nick Pope again a couple a couple of good saves Um I think he had a couple of mistakes earlier in the season. I think one was against Newcastle. They seem to have gone now and he just seems to have picked up from where he left off last year. So everybody's looking looking good. Brownhill, what a signing that lad has been. Um, I think I tweeted it. I just can't see Jack Cork getting back in the team ahead of him. Um, I think it's going to be his first choice and then sort of rotation between Westy and Jack Cork because for me, Brownhill's got to be one of the first names on the, on the team sheet. He's unbelievable. Um, but as I say, if we... Once the first, once the eleven strongest elevens fit, results pick up, performances pick up, and we'll be we'll be fine. We're better than a, a few teams in that league, so I think we are definitely going to. I think we'll be safe. I'm not going to say definite because you never know, but I think we'll be safe, um, and hopefully start climbing up that table a little bit more. We just need to hope this investment comes in, and get some more bodies in. Hopefully, not lose anybody. Although I, I can't see Tarky staying beyond beyond January, but. If everyone can stay fit and we can get a few more bods in, um, maybe this season is not as bad as it started out. Um, fingers crossed. Fucking get in. Come on. What a win. What a performance. Absolutely amazing. So fucking happy. It's unbelievable. Happy for Dash, big time. Thoroughly deserves that after what Sticky's come under. Um, thought we played really well. You know, obviously the red cards helped. Xhaka, fucking idiot. Thoroughly deserved red card for me. Uh, I think thought they should have been down to nine, really, you know. Uh, I think they've got away with another one there. How, how VAR not fucking given that as a red card is beyond me, because for me, that's worse, that's worse than the first incident. Uh, but yeah, played really well. Uh, Matty, uh, Joshy Brownell, fucking hell. What a player. What a player he's becoming. Uh, in that middle part again, head and shoulders above everyone. Just fucking amazing. Just every one of them, one to eleven, were amazing tonight. Popey's made you know a couple of good stops. Um, I think that's probably the worst Arsenal side I've, I've ever seen. Ever seen in thirty year, odd years watching football. That's def that's got to be the worst Arsenal side I've ever seen. I think Arteta's in trouble. Um, I think you know. I think his his days might be numbered uh, after that result. I think that's. Fourth defeat on trot at home and and then they've lost a couple away. I think you know they 
they slide it down. You know, we're not too far away from there. You know, results of, you know, decent results again for us this weekend. You know, Fulham were winning against Liverpool. They've dropped points. You know, Brighton's been licked away at, uh, at Leicester. Sheffield United beating again. Uh, they look at they're looking a bad side. You know, I think it, I think it's I think it's uh, I think last season you know it were one of them uh, promotion syndromes. Uh, that teams get, you know, when they come up, they have one good season. I think, I think, you know, I think they're going to be in trouble. Uh, but fantastic from the boys tonight, you know, absolutely fucking terrific that performance. Uh, played some, played some good stuff at times as well. You know, defended fucking brilliantly. Tarkowski and me again were fantastic. Taylor and Lawton, you know, fullbacks did the job that they needed to, and just, just brilliant, just brilliant. Just some audacious, you know, decisions again. Taking fucking J off, I don't, I don't get it whatsoever. Bringing Barnes on, it's playing a lot better football. Vids, Vids, good to see Vids getting a good twenty minutes though. You know, getting a bit longer. Um, I thought Wood, fucking Wood had a, that chance. At, you know, Wood it, for it first off for that chance. It, it should be, he should be making keeper work there. But you know, onwards and upwards now. Yeah, we've got to build on this. It's no good winning now and then getting beat again. Villa. Villa away on Thursday night, you know, these games are coming through thick and fast. Uh, Villa away Thursday night, another tough head, but, you know, we can go there and build on confidence, you know, full of confidence. We beat Arsenal in their own backyard. Uh, onwards and upwards now. Come on! Well, you want to start Heath or shall I start? Because, you know, basically, same old story. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. New Zealand Clarets checking in. Hello? Oh, oh, cheers, mate. Um, <laughs> yeah. Same old story. Arsenal gets the lone goal. Jammy long goal. And they win when they don't deserve to. Right. Not this time. No. Hey! no. In their own net. <laughs> we'll take it. I'll tell you what, how sweet does that feel? Eh? How sweet does that feel? Oh, it's only been 46 years. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, fantastic. Uh, no, seriously, I thought um, Pope... Magnificent in goal, um, you know. Okay, so some of those pe some people would say those are lucky saves where it hits his hits his ankle or hits his arm and all that kind of stuff. The guy makes himself big, and that punch toward in injury time yeah. was or extra time was uh, was just magnificent. He had a brilliant game. Paul yeah. was fantastic. Yeah. So uh, who else? I, I like I like Brownhill. Brownhill okay. and Brownhill and Westwood were both superb yeah. today. And so um, and you know. No mysteries with with, our, with us, you know, great shape um, without the ball. And um, I thought um, Chris Wood actually had one of his worst games I've seen for a while and understandably came off. Um, but, um, you know, apart from that, um, terrific performance. And for me, the most pleasing aspect was after the red card was um, instead of it continuing to look like the Alamo, um, and they were the Mexicans, um, we took the ascendancy. Totally. That, the and, could have, and could have scored on many occasions. The, uh, the sending off really changed the game, but um, not our problem. You know, no. if they're one of their senior players wants to uh, try and grab someone by the throat and get himself sent off, not our problem. Thank you very much. We'll take advantage of yeah. that. And boy, did they take advantage. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Um, and that was a brilliant team performance. Yeah. Uh, they worked the socks off, you know, in the middle of the park. Uh, Brownhill and um, Westwood worked, the, worked their absolute balls off, and uh, well, the whole team did. To be fair, the yeah. work rate was immense, and um, 
for us to go and win at Arsenal, absolutely fantastic. Yeah, and uh, it makes all those games that we've lost against them recently, you know, to the odd one niller, uh, even the more sweeter when we when we stick it up them. They don't like it up their arse, do they? No, and my phone's going to get very busy. <laughs> okay, mate. Absolutely fantastic. Okay. Well done, lads. Up the clarets. Up the clarets. Goodbye from New Zealand. Hi Clarets, I'm not just a Fairweather supporter but that was our second win of the season and this happens to be my second video. Can't begin to tell you what that win means to me and I'm sure to every other Claret on the planet. But why are we just so chuffed about that win? Well firstly it was 46 years ago that we last won away at Arsenal, 1974, I was 20, Peter Noble scored the winning goal. Secondly, we won that game, which was crucial to us, but possibly even more so to them, as Arteta openly admitted before the game. Thirdly, it was great that we not only competed, but beat a team that was obviously immensely more expensive than ours. Willian, who was substituted in the 82nd minute, reportedly on £220,000 a week. And last but not least, it certainly avenges at least partially the ridiculous last-minute robberies that Arsenal have got away with against us in recent years, including the handball offside goal in 2016. I was actually in Tenerife watching that game uh, with a handful of Deadwood Park supporters, and I certainly got some grief, grief after the game, so at least uh, this result partly puts that to bed. Uh, especially in view of their unfortunate results at the weekend. As for the man of the match, uh, the defence was brilliant, but we've come to expect that of them. And this game in particular was, I believe, won in midfield. We, uh, we had their star players uh, rattled on the ropes and ultimately knocked out. Man of the match, Josh Brownhill, Burnley Bale... He's one of those players that's not sure of the whys and wherefores, but we do tend to get the best out of incoming players. And uh, Josh has taken to the culture of the club. He's improving every game. And I think before long, we may well be giving the manager that uh, nice feeling of having to choose between players on form rather than simply on availability. The... Uh, Next game, of course, Thursday evening against Aston Villa. Not very much time to recover, but I think this result on Sunday will certainly give us the confidence to get something out of that game and then move into the busy Christmas period. Uh, Leeds United being the highlight of that and I think will be a good litmus test of the building process. So it's onwards and upwards, Clarets. Have a very Merry Christmas and hope to see you very soon. Bye for now. Anti-football, eh? So, three points. How about that, eh? Good stuff. Up the Arsenal. Up the Arsenal. Up the Arsenal. We got one against them, isn't it? Bloody hell. No, bloody last-minute penalties or handball or any of that nonsense. Three points. Good stuff. Good stuff. Great performance all round from lads. Really proud of them. Really proud of them. He but uh, Woody. Woody, 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 Woody. Got to be sticking them chances away early on, haven't they? Last season, they were putting them away for fun. 
Don't know what we're going on there. Dwight, well, Dwight we're in his ear maybe because he had a little word with him afterwards. Don't know whether Dwight said, leave it, leave it, and that put him off. But anyway, no excuse, no bloody excuse. Should be making keeper work, at least making keeper work. But to put it wide, anyway, turned out waited and turned out door waited and that's the main thing. That's the main thing. And uh, what else? What else? Oh, Shaka, Shaka, bloody Shaka, what a clown, eh? What a clown, but good stuff. Glad, glad he did it. Turned game in our favour, didn't he? Shekaka, what an idiot. And his mate, I don't know what his mate were up to. Hey, he should have been off and all. Hey, well, I don't know. So, let me get this right. One hand to throat means you get sent off. Two hands to face, you don't get sent off. Who's making these rules up? They make it up as they go along, these, these bloody officials, I don't know. Anyway, anyway, not to be bloody morning now. We won! We bloody won! Up and out at relegation zone. Onwards and upwards for Clarets now. Turn the corner, we'll turn the corner. Uh, anyway, just want to give a shout out to uh, Heath down there in the upside down onto the side of Planet. I've seen he posted a couple of... Couple of uh, Fan reviews on here, so I thought I'd uh, chirp up myself. So, yeah, ah, known that lad since he were knee high to a grasshopper. All has been claret through and through. And good to hear he had lost his, lost his uh, Lancashire accent and all. And, uh, and you boys, as for you boys, doing a cracking job on this here turf cast. Great stuff. Love it. Keep up the work. Up the clarets. ta -da! Right, so that was this week's fan reaction. Big shout out to everybody who got involved. Even those of you who sent it in later, Robert Benson, um, I'll still get you involved in the podcast if you do want to send it in. If you send it in later, for example, you miss uh, the, the actual fan reaction video, I can still get you involved in the podcast if we do it like that. Now, this week, we had so many people getting in touch. I will have had to cut um, some people's fan reactions down for the podcast, but the full version, if you haven't seen it yet, is on YouTube uh, if you want to see your own uh, full version on YouTube. And shout out to Auntie, Auntie I need to say Auntie Sue. <laughs> shout out to Auntie Football, not me, Auntie Sue. Um, yeah, well, what did, I sent you Auntie Football, didn't I, Simon? Let, let's, let's discuss Auntie Football then. Um, what did you make of Auntie Football and their opinion? She's uh, she's got a good point, mate. You know, <laughs> she's uh, full on. Yeah, she, she nailed it. She does a better job than us. Yeah, well, um, I won't go that far, um, but but yeah, yeah. I, 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 I'll be honest. I, I'll be honest. I, I, I know I know the person who sends it in, who, who I don't know who it is because it's like behind a weird uh, sort of like Twitter account where you don't know exactly who it is. Uh, I know they listen to the podcast, uh, and it's one of them things that you watch. And you're both laughing and cringing at the same time. Yeah, That's exactly that what I would do. Like, when, when it come in, I'm like, who's this? Like a weird email address. It weren't anti-football. It was something like a few letters and stuff. It said uh, fan reactions. I'm like, oh, this is a new person. Clicks on it. Then this image of like David Louise with a handbag and, and a Bernie crest behind it. I literally just went, what the fuck is that? And then it, then it started talking. And honestly, I were at work. I'd say work. I was sat here, but you know what I mean? Working. And I was laughing my head off, honestly. I was belly laughing and then cringing and then going, oh, no, this is cringing. And then I was laughing, honestly. I, I didn't know what emotion to feel. Um, we'll see what the fans' uh, reaction to the fans' reaction is. Yeah, Let's see what yeah, they say. Uh, let me know what you thought of anti-football. Uh, that is the next one. Get in touch. Let me know what you thought of anti-football. Uh, someone, someone else did get in touch. Um, 
Heath from New Zealand Claret, so you will have just seen on the fan reaction. And but yeah. also, I think it just said, I think his text message just said, I can't remember, just said something like anti-fucking football or something like that. I can't remember exactly. Um, I can't get it up. I think I've, uh, I can't find it. But, um, but yeah. <laughs> I think I've got On WhatsApp, you get too many threads. So I just always get rid of them. They do mail yeah. in on WhatsApp, but it's 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 good that it's good that Eve Eve and that chats to me. I like it. Um, but yeah, right. Well, um, as as usual, um, I've got to mention Pitch Sport again. I will be uploading this week's Fan Time video to their app over the next couple of days. I'm probably going to wait till after the Aston Villa game this week. So if you listen to this on Wednesday or Thursday, I will be uploading it probably Friday morning or Friday afternoon. So uh, get out and um, put your answers on there to that video, please. Um, and hopefully Pitchport will send me an image that I can actually promote it with this time because they forgot last time and we didn't get as many answers on this week because of that. But sure, hey, they're our sponsors. No, I'm joking. Um, they are not shitbags. This is a, a, a terms and conditions post uh, comment where I say they are very good people who run a very good app. There you go. Um, Aston Villa game. Let's talk about yes. that. I'll have a quick preview of the Aston Villa game. Apologies at this podcast. It's going to be a little bit shorter, I think, but it's because of the quick turnaround in games and it's probably going to be the same um, before the Wolves game next week. But the Aston Villa game, they have had a very good start to the season of Aston Villa. Um, so I think it's fair to say that it's going to be a very tough game for the Clarets. I will just quickly get the uh, Premier League table up. But while I do, their last the game was an impressive, win. Was an impressive yeah. win against Wolves. A 94th-minute penalty. Um, yeah, they won six, lost four. But in that run, they've had five wins on the bounce straight away at the beginning of the season, lost four in yeah. a row. And then they won a derby, and we all know anything can happen in a derby um, against Wolverhampton. So it's hard to judge where they are at at the minute because, again, I'll tell you where they are. They're eleventh. I don't know where they are in the table. You think? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you look at where they were with four defeats prior to that Wolves game, you're under percent going in after the back of a draw with confidence. Uh, well, uh, I, can I just can I just point out? Um, I'm looking at their results now. It were they, they beat Wolves, then they lost against West Ham, lost against Brighton at home, which is yeah. a shambolic defeat. Let's get that straight. That is a shambolic defeat, losing to Brighton at home. But beating Wolves at Wolves, that is an incredible victory. So I, I see what you're saying. This four on the bounce thing, they then I don't know where that's come from because then they, they beat Arsenal 3 0 oh, at crap. Arsenal. We, we've all beat Arsenal at Arsenal. There's not to brag about. Um, then they got beat against Southampton 4-3, so they clearly leak goals. They lost against Leeds 3-0. Who, who doesn't score against Leeds? Uh, then they beat Villa. Uh, sorry, they beat Leicester at Leicester. That's another good win. So I understand what you're saying. I do understand what you're saying. It's, it's, it's very difficult. There's there, some right? very good wins in there, and there's some very poor defeats in there. Yeah, um, and like I said, if they'd have drawn against Wolves instead of getting that last-minute... Thing. And the reason I bring it up is because a draw and then our win at Arsenal, I, I genuinely think, yeah, we're going to look and smash him. But the buzz of getting a last-minute winner against your, your rival, one of your rivals, because they've got fucking loads down there, um, is, is you know, he's got, you don't know where they're at now, mate, because Grealish is in the news for negativity. Uh, star player, mate. Return of Heat and in goal soon. I'm hearing, you know, that Martinez is doing well, so then there's two people fighting for that position. Results are all over the place at the minute. Whether they're winning games you won't imagine and losing games they should be winning. So uh, it's so hard to gauge where they're at. But where we're at, if we fucking beat Arsenal, 
Yeah, so, true. They're, they're also a bit Arsenal. Um, but I understand what you're saying. It, it, it depends which Villa turns up by the sound yeah. of it. And and uh, we can say the same about Burnley. We, we've had some absolutely horror shows this season. Ours doesn't seem all over the place out there. Ours yeah, is exactly. shit start, and now we're coming back. So I think Burnley will turn up to this game. And I think we could see something similar to the 2-2 down there last season. Um I'm, I'm 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 thinking another draw. I say another draw because I predicted I a draw. Because yeah. I was at that game last year, and they they were the better side. If we're honest, we took our chances. They actually scored a third, but it was disallowed for my you know marginal side. It wasn't miles offside, but it was offside end there. So they did turn us over. They absolutely turned us over at the turf on New Year's. Yeah, they absolutely. I think I think if you have to be honest, we, we were dreadful that game. But Grealish ran the show. That was the problem. Grealish absolutely bossed that game. So that my my concerns are that looking at the two performances against them, they 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 come out on top from last season. So it's it's all about where they're at as much as where we're at at the minute. To be honest with you, because if they're on song, I'd be worried. I'd, I'd be worried that they're going to beat us. Yeah, like I said, I think it, I think we agree. It depends which Villa turns up, um, but I do think Burnley will turn up. And for that reason, I'm going to go one-one. However, um, before, for that reason, I'm out. <laughs> and just before I want to get your prediction, one mm. battle I am very interested and looking forward to seeing is Josh Brownell against Jack Grealish. I think that is going to be where the game is won and lost. Possibly, yeah. I mean, two completely different players. You know, you got a number ten flair player and then you've got like a grafter so I'd uh, I'd have a Grealish in my side let's put it that way oh but, yeah uh, I think everybody would rather have a Grealish in their side than not even even Manchester United play. and I'm, I'm the I remember the start of the, the podcast last season I was saying hey I'm done in it Premier League yet for me I've not seen much but he's done it in Premier League now so happy to say yeah he, he is absolutely class and I do think I do think he should be in the England squad never mind in the in the in the yeah, we should be building him we should be building the England squad around him I buzz off Grealish I've said it I said it last year I said it at the beginning of this season when uh, beginning of last season's podcast when we were uh, saying about Villa coming up and could he go? I'm like a big fan of him. I said it there and then. So it doesn't surprise me that he's doing well. Um, but I'm, I'm excited to see if this feud continues between Mears and Tarke. Do you remember, obviously, Mings? One, uh, Mings, sorry, that's Mears, fucking hell. Uh, he got yeah, bored for England, Tarke didn't. He went through the back of Tarke. Tarke nearly broke his bloody leg somehow. I don't know how you can tackle someone and come out injured, but there you go. Um, so yeah, he went through the back and then Tarke gave him shit. A little bit of a, a bantery sort of feud, maybe. I don't know what it is, but I, I, I'm excited to see if that continues. It's one of them, though, isn't it? I think I think most Burnley fans will say that that Tarkovsky is the better player. Most Villa fans will probably say that Mings is the better player. But I think for me, Tarki is is by far and away the better defender. If you want a defender in your side, you're going to choose Tarki. If you want someone who thinks of the midfielder in your side, you're going to choose Tyrone Mings. Um, yeah, he's a good pass for the ball, I must admit. Um, yeah, then that's what Southgate seems to like. Yeah, and he likes to play the back three, doesn't he, as well, and he fits that well. Um, I'm, I'm excited to see it. I want Burnley to come out on top of this one. With, uh, we've got some unfinished business from last season for me. I think there's that January performance, January the 1st, I think it was New Year's Day this, this year. It was. It were, yeah, it was New Year's Day. It were, it were a shambles, and I want to see a bounce back from that. Prediction then? Oh, I, I'm finding it difficult to think that they will not score because they 
they've got goals in them. They've got Watkins up top. Uh, Tom's a big fan of him. I spoke to Tom Eaton about sort of like the Villa side a couple of weeks ago and where they're at. And uh, Tom's a big fan of him. Grealish, who can create anything from nothing. Um, and then even the, the fringe players, like you know, they're coming off the bench. It's, it's that squad depth that we always win that we don't have. So I, I do think they will score. If we're going to win, if it's going to have to be 2 1 at least. I think I think they could score two, especially at home. So I'll, I'll take a Desmond, but I'm hoping a two one. I'm, I'm going to go for one one. I, I just can't see us scoring too many goals, but we are better defensively now than what we were at the start of the season. So I do think we can keep them down to one. But another thing I do want to quickly mention before I go, because uh, I know you want to shoot off. Um, but uh, you mentioned Ollie Watkins, and the, yeah. we were rumored to be after him. And this week, yeah. Sean Dash has admitted that we were after him. So it's another classic case of Burnley seeing how good a player is in the championship and then the board not backing the manager with enough funds and then this person going on and being absolutely fantastic at another club. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I haven't seen him play live too much. I don't really watch Villa on the telly at the minute. Um, but from what I'm hearing, he's, he's a pretty decent player. You know, he's, he's thought highly of in the camp. He's on form um, in the last few games anyway. He's, he's played well. Um, he's a threat, but he's a type, different type of threat. He's the type of threat that gets in behind, not necessarily the way we're not going to play that high. So hopefully we can yeah. we can manage it. Um but yeah, against the citizens and the like who play past your halfway line, he's a real threat. Good player. Fingers crossed, like you say, we're keeping quiet. Is there anything else you want to add before we wrap up? No, I mean, going out in it to Thursday night might all be irrelevant. What everything we just said about the time some people listen to it, it might have already fucking happened. But let's hope we get yeah. a win. Let's hope we keep this momentum going. Uh, we haven't spoken about the next game, which is Monday. I believe. Yeah, we'll be doing a podcast in between Villa and we doing one? Yeah, we will be doing one. And if you if you can't do it, if you can't do it, I'll I'll do it on my own. We've done it before, but I'm sure I'm sure you <laughs> I'm sure you'll be free. Um if you if you listen on the podcast, you wonder why I just laughed my head off. Basically Simon flipped me the bird, as the Americans call it. Um but yeah, we'll we'll wrap up then. Thank you to everybody for watching or listening. Um if you don't follow us on any of the social media channels, they are on the, your screen below now. But if you listen on the podcast, I will read them out for you. It's Turfcast Podcast on Twitter. Twitter, Turfcast Podcast on Facebook, Turfcast Podcast on Instagram, and Turfcast Podcast on YouTube. Quickly, before I go, we are on 198 subscribers on YouTube. We are two away from 200. So if you're listening to this and you oh, don't already subscribers or watching and you don't already subscribe to us on YouTube, go and give it a, a subscribe and then we will probably hit two uh, before the Wolves game. But thanks for listening slash watching and we will see you for a watch along on Thursday, which I won't be available for, but Simon will. Thank you. Bye-bye. Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates have already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk Sport. Powered by fans.